All right, welcome to WKNC. This is Abdullah Najjar, and in today's episode of Connecting to Pack, I am joined by Becky Schaden. Uh, Becky is a student from Austria, and um, she is currently studying at North Carolina State University, uh, doing an exchange uh, semester here at NC State. Uh, Becky is um, a fellow colleague of mine, actually. Uh, she hosts her own podcast, and she's very much involved with uh, Technician, the student-led um, newspaper here at NC State. Um, it's definitely a pleasure to have uh, Becky uh, in the studio here with me today. Uh, Becky, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so... There's there's definitely a lot to talk about today. I'd love to. <laughs> there's much that I would love to explore with you. Uh, but, but but first off, let's let's try to go over the 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 basics here. So you're a student from Austria. You're doing exchange semester here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Let's try to understand here the purpose behind this this exchange opportunity. Why the U.S. and w- why why go abroad in the first place? Yeah, well, I've always loved to travel. Um, so uh, that was part of the reason. But also like in Vienna, the, the degree I'm taking requires me to go um, abroad and study abroad. And I could list three choices, um, two of which were in the United States and one was in Australia. Mm. Um, NC State was actually my first choice. So I was really lucky to get in um, because most students, they don't always get their first choices. Like a friend of mine, for example, she was studying in Europe. Um, she wanted to study in Europe and she wanted to study at uh, uh, in Denmark. I can't really oh. remember which which university she wants. Like Co- Copenhagen. Yeah, it was Copenhagen. Okay. Copenhagen Business School and she didn't get in. So it's um, it's really cool that I did. And um, yeah, I chose the United States because uh, I've been to the United Kingdom when I was 15. So mm. I studied there. Uh, it's like, it was at a high school exchange. So I kind of wanted to see like the the big brother, <laughs> if I can say it like <laughs> <Okay>. that. <laughs> and I've heard a lot of really cool stuff about the United States and like the, the, the spirit, kind of like freedom and the American dream and being able to achieve stuff that you might not be able to achieve in Europe. Mm. Um, because they, ha- they just have like a different mentality. You know what I mean? So Americans, they really believe that they can make everything happen. I was actually talking to one of my professors about that. And he said that from a very young age, Americans teach their children that they can make everything happen. They can be the next president. They can be an actress. They can be like they can found their own company. They can basically make everything happen. And that's just the kind of mentality that we Europeans, I feel like at least lack sometimes. Mm. So coming here and being surrounded by people that actually empower you and believe in you is it is incredibly uh, rewarding, and that that was one of the reasons why I came here. Wow! And what what sort of say expectations you had before you showed up, and, and um, do you think these expectations truly matched the reality of what you're uh, currently experiencing? Well, like one expectation I had was that the food's going to be horrible (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) 
kind of in in Europe we have that like we believe that Americans are not really good when it comes to like cooking and stuff and like you know really good healthy uh, food options <laughs> it's just everything <laughs> is deep fried isn't it <laughs> yes that's kind of what we believe yeah and I was really surprised like the first we had an orientation week when we all came here and what they offered was like fruits and um, uh, granola bars and like mm. really healthy options yeah. so I was really taken by surprise um, <laughs> that they actually have that right right <laughs> thought these things didn't exist in America. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't have bananas. You don't have strawberries. <laughs> right. No, I, I I, actually, I was surprised by that as well. I think when I, when I first had, uh, when I first experienced an exchange opportunity in the U.S., I had a, I had a uh, sort of dining, I had dining dollars or, or meal plan. I think that's the right word. And uh, I just noticed when I would enter into these dining halls, a lot of the students are just, you know, they're eating fries, burgers, tater tots, all of these things that are just not healthy. And I was taken taken aback by the fact that they can do this throughout, you know, almost every day. It's just I, I, like my body it's just, it can't take it. So I was really surprised to see that they're they're used to it in a sense. Um, so that that. <laughs> That was quite crazy. And that is maybe like a really kind of controversial comment, but I was really expecting Americans to be like bigger. Okay. You know? okay. <laughs> like, because, you know, as you said, they, they eat fast food a lot. And mm -hmm. then what I saw is that a lot of Americans are actually really sporty and athletic. And mm -hmm. they have like, you know, it doesn't really look like what they eat is unhealthy, yeah. you know, all the time. They don't look unhealthy. Essentially, you know, right? Yeah, there there does seem to be a large segment of the society that is into fitness and into working out. I think it's gaining steam, especially in recent years, with influencers and with the advent of social media. People, I think, are more exposed and more. I think they understand more about what it's like to have a balanced diet, a healthy diet of some sort. So I think mm. that's that's partly why. But but let's um, so so what sort of caught your attention, say, about college life here in the U.S., and um, obviously you, you're heavily involved uh, you know, on campus with, with your podcast, which we'll uh, explore together uh, at a later point, as well as you know your involvement with um, student-led um, newspaper here. But um, essentially, what, was, what were one of the things that you truly enjoyed about the, the, the college experience and, and caught your attention? Well, it was everything here, actually. Um, like when I, coming from Austria, we don't have any kind of student organizations or like student clubs. Oh. The only thing we might have is like something kind of politically organized student organizations of a, of a kind, um, which is not really something I'm uh, necessarily very interested in. Mm -hmm. uh, but we don't have a newspaper. We don't have a radio station. And we don't have a belly dancing club or, you know, <laughs> we don't have any of that cool stuff that you guys have here. Right. And um, growing up, I've always loved to write. I think I wrote my first story was, <clears throat> granted, it wasn't a very, like, you know, news kind of story it was about okay. a mermaid. But 
still like it was my first story when I was six years old and um, I've always loved writing and I didn't have the opportunity to do that in Austria mm -hmm. so um, when I saw that they had like a newspaper I was like yes I, I just I want to get involved I want to be a part of that yeah um, same goes for um, WKNC um, I like like I had my podcast before and then I learned that they had a radio station called WKNC mm -hmm. I just showed up at the meeting. I got to meet all these people. And then um, I realized they were actually looking for a podcast content creator. And I was like, oh my God, that's such a such an amazing fit. <laughs> and then I learned that they actually pay you for doing that. Right, right. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I mean, this is this is amazing. You hit the jackpot. <laughs> I hit the jackpot. Like in Austria, it's even hard getting like, um, like, uh, like a job where you don't get paid, you know, mm -hmm. um, like something you just volunteer for. That's hard to get in the journalism sector. Yeah. Um, and here, not only that you get that job, you get paid for doing that. Wow. It was just it was mind blowing. Um, yeah. So that was like part of the reason why I really wanted to get involved, just because you have so many opportunities um, that you that I could take advantage of. Mm -hmm. And I, I love I love doing it. I love being a part of WKNC. I love uh, writing for technician um i'm writing for like news culture and opinion um every single uh section um has like per its perks um and i feel like i i just love uh contributing to um to nc state and to technician in a sense that i can actually help people mm -hmm. like i can write stories that are um, community-based um, for example i um i covered uh, pack essentials, which I feel like is a really important issue for people who cannot afford to eat, for people who cannot afford to live. Right. And that is what what I essentially love about journalism and reporting is that you can actually be a voice for people who are not able to, to speak up for themselves, to advocate for themselves. Wow. I love the way you put it, to amplify the voice of the voiceless and to give them a platform. Yes. So, so so this is one of, say, one of the articles that you've written about those that are financially disadvantaged, if that's the right word to use, and who are in dire need of assistance. And, 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 and what you did was you wrote about this initiative, this PAC Essentials, that's, that's trying to provide uh, or, or to... Uh, it's it's a donations fund, right? They're trying to get donations to distribute to to students, if I'm not mistaken, those that are financially disadvantaged. It's a part of it, yeah. There are different resources that um, NC State offers to mm -hmm. these people, um, and the fund, the emergency fund, is one of them. But there are also like, um, for example, there's an initiative, and that's not um, that's actually the whole community in Raleigh, and they are trying to provide housing for people that cannot afford. Because the rent's going up, it's getting really hard to yeah. find um, something like some place to live um, that you can afford. Mm -hmm. So these people are trying to provide students with housing opportunities where they can live for free or wow. for like very small amount of money per month. So interesting. Those are all part of the resources that NC State provides for students, and that's something else that I found amazing is like the. Um, how the community in Raleigh and uh, the community um, at NC State um, is really trying to help people out and really trying to come together and make 
help students have the, the best experience that they can possibly have, if you know um, wow. what I mean. Even students that are struggling, NC State does not want um, students to struggle with uh, financial um, issues. Mm-hmm. They want them to focus on school and university work and to be able to ensure that they help them in as many ways um, as they can. And I think that is something that was that really took me by surprise, especially because in, in Europe, people think that the United States are a very individualistic country. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure in a lot of ways they are, but still they really stick together and they really try to help. And that's something I find really beautiful here wow. at NC State. Yeah, no, certainly I, I, I see that community spirit manifesting itself here at NC State. And, you know, there are many, I think, uh, there are many organizations here that, that truly want to help out. And sometimes you, you're you're walking into student union and you see like like a like a stand or a table with, with people advocating for a particular cause, a humanitarian cause, for example, and, you know, they're, they're trying to do their best to get as, as much... Um, you know, get as, as many donations as possible. So I, I truly see that, and I agree. Uh, l- l- let's let, let's talk about the the creative process here for a second. How do you how does how how do you approach um, a, a topic such as this this particular one? You know, the pack essentials. How do you come across these topics, and how do you know that this would be, say, worth covering over uh, another topic that, that you come across. Maybe we can start by how, how you come across these, these different subjects that you want to cover. It really depends um, on the section or mm-hmm. opinion. We pitch stories. So um, we just have ideas and then we tell our editors, um, Justin and Sky, and we're like, I would like to cover that. Is that um, opinion worthy? If if I can put it like that. Okay. And most of the time, they're really open and they're like, "Yes, of course, go for it. You can do that." Yeah. Mm. And for news and culture, it's a little different. I mean, for like when it comes to culture, you can pitch stories, but sometimes they will be like, "Okay, that's not maybe maybe pitch that to like news or opinion because it's not really a culture piece." Okay. Okay. And then news. News is different because news, most of the stories they give to us. So we're not really the ones pitching stories, but rather we're the ones taking them, taking mm-hmm. stories that they thought about, like the editors. Yeah. So um, it's um, it's a little different w- with regard to what um, section you're working for. Interesting. So you have a certain level of creative liberty, but that is constrained by what particular aspect of uh, say to section or what section you're you're covering if it's news they give you the topic you're assigned a topic but if say it's culture you can pitch it yeah interesting and um, is that an approach that you have found quite uh, say is that something you, an approach that you think is the most appropriate for you, or what? What do you think might be, if if there is any change that you would uh, perhaps incorporate? I think it makes sense that when it comes to news, they 
kind of have stories prepared that you can take mm -hmm. just because they, um, the editors probably know what's going on at NC State most. Yeah. Because they are just most involved in kind of the life at NC State and students at NC State. Um, I would say, though, um, for like some maybe clubs or organizations, um, it would make sense to to listen to um, students' opinions a little bit more maybe when they pitch something because mm -hmm. they might be in a club or in an organization that they don't really have any experience with. Yeah. Um, but I'm not saying that they don't listen when you pitch stories. For example, I pitched one story about um, uh, the new student ombuds. Okay. Um, and they didn't really know what the student ombuds was. So they were like, yeah, that's an amazing story. Let's do that. I couldn't do it because um, I had already interviewed the student ombuds for my Pack Essentials article. So I wasn't the one taking the story, but somebody else did. Mm. So um, they are kind of always looking for people to pitch stories, but sometimes they would just be like that. It's not making a lot of sense um, to cover that for a technician just because there's a different newspaper in Raleigh yeah. and most of the stuff going on in Raleigh is covered by that newspaper. Right. So we really try to focus on NC State. So I yeah. would say it's, I, I think the approach is quite fitting when it comes to news. An opinion is more like, it's more, you can be more creative when it comes to opinion uh -huh. um, because it's essentially your opinion. You don't have to, like look for that many it's it's always good to have sources but it's more like really if you feel strongly about something you are um you can put your opinion out there if you know what i'm saying interesting and do you have uh say um a preference when it comes to whether or not you enjoy becky on tour more or <laughs> Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy your work with technician. <laughs> if you don't want to answer that, that's fine. <laughs> you don't want to upset your manager. <laughs> Honestly, I love both. Uh -huh. I cannot give a preference, uh, even mm. if I wanted to, um, or if I try to. Like I, I don't have a preference because it's it's very different. Um, for a Becky on tour, I can basically choose my own guests. I can choose who I'm gonna interview. Yeah. Um, and I could totally freely choose my own topics which is also something i can do for opinion for example mm -hmm. um but for news um i cannot most of the time i'm not choosing my own topics um but i like both because you know you get this input from um technician from like stories that i would never have thought about like mm. for example linkedin that's an article i that was published this week right i linkedin is a very interesting topic and a lot of college students don't know how to use linkedin um mm. So it was really interesting to kind of get to the bottom of what is really important when it comes to using LinkedIn. Um, and I would have, I would not have thought of, of that as a topic um, yeah. to pitch um, or to talk about on Becky on tour. But for example, um, it would not make a lot of sense to, for example, um, interview an actress for technician. Um, it, I mean, I would need to frame it as to why I'm interviewing that certain actress and why it kind of relates back to NC State. Mm. Whereas for Becky on tour, I don't really have to do that. I can just be like, I would like to know her story and um, dig deeper. I think that's probably like the biggest difference between the two yeah. is that for Becky on tour, I can actually go deeper 
Whereas technician, it's just one article, so I cannot, I can never put every single thing they said into one article. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So, at first blush, I think when one of our listeners here, uh, one of our listeners hears Becky on tour, they probably think, uh, you know, she's on tour, she's traveling, right? <laughs> Maybe that's the content. And I'm that doing is, that a uh, lot. <laughs> you've been doing that a lot. Okay, okay, well. Well, essentially, then, what 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 is Becky on tour? You you mentioned you alluded to interviews, but at the same time, I think there there is a little bit of traveling involved. So, uh, share with us in the audience uh, what uh, Becky on tour is all about. Yeah, well, Becky on tour is very very diverse, I would say, <laughs> and I I didn't think it would be like that when it first started off. Yeah, I never thought I would do interviews, for example, mm-hmm. like. Um, that was never something I had anticipated starting that podcast. It was just about me, like coming here, my observations, maybe the people I meet and like uh, traveling, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, college gossip, it, I think is something that I put <laughs> in my description when I first started um, out, like started, set up this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized that I think it's really interesting to not just hear my point of view, mm-hmm. um, but also somebody else's. And doing interviews, you can just talk to people about their stories, their experiences. Um, and that that is so important, I think, because when for people who might not be able to, to share their opinion or might not have a platform to do that, I just want to help them um, speak up about whatever it is they they feel strongly about. Yeah, and in listening to my um, guests doing the exact same thing and and telling them about their experiences and what they have achieved, I think it's it's encouraging people to think, well, that person made it happen, so can mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. And that was something I I really love about my my podcast or like the the, the guests I'm interviewing because they really they really convey that things can be done yeah. to my audience. And then with the traveling, I think it's just, you know, so it's 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 interesting to know um, what you can do, like when you travel to Miami, for example. I always try to kind of include like the different locations, the places <laughs> I'm going, like restaurants and stuff like that. So when somebody wants to go to Miami or like New York or Washington, D.C. or like the Outer Banks or whatever, mm-hmm. then they know, oh, yeah, I can go back to that podcast episode and just listen to what <laughs> that person did and, you know, kind of like a blogger, like a travel blogger. So yeah, really has these two sides to it and incorporate it in my podcast. I love that. I love that. What, what would you say, what would you characterize as being one of the memorable experiences of your travels in the U.S. so far? <laughs> what What was memorable site or place outside or even within North Carolina? Um, I would say in North Carolina. Uh, or Maybe here or maybe even outside of North Carolina because you've been to different states so far, right? Or even all over. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of, yeah. To tour. <laughs> well, yeah. I would definitely say and that, that I haven't talked about that yet in my um, podcast episode. It's probably going to be next week uh, Mm -hmm. was like uh, Florida, Miami, um, and then Orlando Universal Studios. I love that. You're giving us a sneak peek here. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Kind of. So yeah, (laughs) next week you're probably going to hear about like Universal Studios, Miami, all that jazz. Um, And that was like, that was a lot of fun going there. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Miami is a beautiful city. Um, they have a lot of culture. They have a lot of art. Um, Orlando is, of course, amazing and very well known for Universal Studios, which, of course, is an experience. Right. Um, also, out of banks, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I found interesting is the place where we lived. It was kind of like a like a small city in the city in a sense like okay. there were like houses like you know everywhere in, like in, in a circle and in people living there having like their holiday homes in a sense like they would spend their their like holidays vacations there vacation homes um and they had like these huge american flags every single house wow. so that was just like this is like patriotism at a different level, you know. <laughs> um, American patriotism. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow. So, well, um, we've so far we've covered a lot of things that you found interesting, a lot of things that you truly enjoyed and you found fascinating. Um, but there must have been, I'm sure, throughout your journey so far, there must have been certain things that you found perhaps challenging, or maybe things that you're not fond of of uh, maybe an aspect related to i don't know like uh customs um culture <laughs> we don't want to be throwing some shade here but i mean maybe there, there there's something that you you found um quite difficult to adjust to or uh, tricky to wrap your mind around what would you say is, is uh something that falls into this this category um, I would say it's not really something that has to do with culture per se or like any customs. Mm-hmm. But what I find uh, challenging and and hurtful even in the sense is that I've applied to a lot of um, different companies for internship opportunities um, in the media industry, broadcasting, print, writing, yeah. uh, news industry, stuff like that. And I have not heard back from most of them. And um, I do understand in the United States you need a visa and it's hard for international students to get that visa and to get a work permit to stay in the United States. I do have um, something that's called, um, I could can do something that's called academic training, which is um, included in my visa type, which is J1 visa. Mm-hmm. And... Most companies don't even give me the chance to explain my visa status to them. I do understand that they don't want to like do research on it because they probably don't have the time. But I would kind of expect them to at least give me the time or give me the opportunity to explain my visa type to them. Yeah. Um, because I feel like I do have most of the, the qualifications and skills they are looking for in a candidate. And the only reason why they're not taking me on is me being an international student. And that's that's something um, that, that's really been challenging uh, because I've applied at least like 20, 25 times. Oh, my goodness. And most of the time I haven't heard back. And, you know, it kind of gives you the feeling that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And that is not something I ever want anybody else to feel like. And... That was definitely something I found very challenging um, not being here in the United States. You know, I think that this could possibly be your um, the next topic of the article that you're going to write for Technician. <laughs> I already did that. You did that? Yeah, oh, I did that. Okay. I did actually two of them. I did one that was um, targeted um, at 
like NC State students in the sense of that I was talking about like the Korea fair mm-hmm. and how employers um, do not want to take on international students. So that was all incorporated in one article. And then also like the different visa types. I was kind of trying to explain them. Yeah. I, I also had it on Becky on tour. I wow. had like one episode and I did write a Sadar, uh, no, a satirical article, article sorry, um, the other day. It was published this week about um, how to win an American's heart and the American citizenship in a sense. Like <laughs> if you, if you want to like, <laughs> if you want to have something to laugh at, you can read it. <laughs> wow. I really hope someone uh, who's quite, you know, who's higher up, who, who, who has, who can influence these, 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 uh, I guess, uh, arbitrary, I, I'm sure I can characterize them as arbitrary rules. Maybe uh, I hope that someone can can read this or listen to it, hear your concerns, and maybe there could be a change in the future, you know, so that international students like myself wouldn't have to go through this whole ordeal, inconvenient ordeal. Um, Do you also need a visa, or is that different for you? Yeah, as an international student, I'm I'm on, on an F1 visa, uh, so oh. obviously there are so many restrictions to an F1 and uh, a lot of things to to you know consider a lot, a lot of paperwork um even when it comes to work for example I, i'm not allowed to for at least one academic year i'm not allowed to work off campus and i'm not allowed to uh, exceed 20 hours of work here on campus so um same yeah it's it's uh, this is triggering major discontent <laughs> it does yeah. it does yeah so i i truly understand what what that must be feel like um and i also don't really understand where they're coming from because you would read like in um when you go through all these uh job applications and the announcements um and the candidate profile they are looking for Mm -hmm. they would put um somebody who has intercultural competence right i mean do not get me wrong but someone who's been studying at prague prague (laughs) is the perfect example because like what i've heard is that it's mostly nc state students and these nc state students going to prague do not interact with um, czech students in the slightest so i mean not not kind of trying to to uh, like you know make out that that program as something Mm -hmm. bad it's I'm, i'm sure it's a great program but like when it comes to actually interacting with czech students it's just not really something that's incorporated in that program so um, if, even if you put that on your resume, it does not really show that you have any kind of inter- intercultural experience or intercultural competence. Right. And then yet they're looking for that, but they're not taking an international student who has literally been raised and grown up in a different country, speaks a different language, sometimes even more so. Like I speak German, English, and I do speak a little bit of French, which is not even a lot. Like a mm-hmm. lot of my friends, they speak uh, German, English, uh, French, Spanish, uh, Italian, or Arabic. So, I mean, there are like so many different wow. languages that you can speak. So I don't understand why wouldn't you take that person that has the skill set and has demonstrated the knowledge in that in that industry um, and in addition to that has that intercultural competence they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you take that person? Just because they're an international student, it makes no it makes no sense to me. Yeah. So that's something that's that's really, you know, kind of bugging me and annoying me about mm. that, you know? Yeah, no, I really think that this is one uh, aspect of our life journeys, us as international students, that should be highlighted more. 
you know, I think it, we definitely go through so many struggles. Obviously, we're, we're away from our families. We're, we're taking on this journey of, you know, of trying to pursue a better life, trying to pursue something of value. But, but at the same time, our challenges are things that we're going through. And I'm not trying to minimize the challenges of, say, you know, our, our American peers. But obviously, there's, we're taking in major risks and, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to uh, explore something uh, truly different. We come from a different background. We have, uh, I think, some advantage. But at the same time, uh, we can't um, showcase or, or, or allow for our talents to, to manifest because of these different restrictions that are imposed on us. Um, so I totally, totally understand your concern, and I think uh, I, I would be one of one of one of the proponents uh, would advocate for a change in how uh, the system is set up. Um, so <laughs> it's definitely annoying. <laughs> it's definitely needed. Yes, a yeah. change is, is definitely needed in that in that regard. And I hope that um, somebody in a position of power might actually be like an international student. You never know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. and change these kind of things. And I do understand it's probably really hard for the governments to, to change that. And the immigration laws, it's all very strict and very restrictive. Um, so I, I, I have um, understanding for that. But yeah, I just, I would, I would hope and I would wish that they um, listen to uh, concerns of, of international students more and also listen like looked at at what they can bring to the table more right you know? right we definitely do have a lot to bring into the table yes. uh, you yourself have have that uh, i mean you spent i don't know like three three months now in the u.s you've been very heavily involved with, with you know the on-campus organizations with with the radio station with with technician that's it's quite admirable and i <laughs> um, loved it <laughs> yeah there you go i mean that's I'm, I'm i'm truly glad that you get to experience that i just hope that um this this a change when it comes to these laws would occur in the foreseeable future, so that you can exercise your talents even outside of the uh, outside of the sphere of NC State. You know, uh, so I think your your exchange journey is is just is one semester, right? One semester in the U.S. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> well, you, it seems like yeah. I think it is very. I think it is definitely sad, uh, but what what would you say is 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 a an interesting or, or primary lesson that you learned from your stay here in the U.S. since it's coming to a close soon? Toot your horn. Choose your horn. <laughs> Toot your horn. That's actually <laughs> that's something um, one of my professors said in. Um, in, in, in my first interview that I did for Becky on tour, mm-hmm. um, he said that don't be afraid to brag, not like in a, not like in a, in a, in a sense that you insult or offend other people, but <laughs> okay. you should not be afraid to talk about your achievements and um, show that you're proud of what you've done so far, mm-hmm. especially in the United States. That is very important that you remind people of what you can bring to the table. Yeah. That is very different from Europe, actually, because in Europe, um, especially in Austria, people really don't like when you talk about yourself and your achievements. Oh, and that is very different in the United States because and and people will not take offense if you do that. Like if you say, 
um, I have this and that skill and I have this and that experience and I work there and there. And that's why I would be the perfect candidate for that job. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the United States would be like, they would be expecting that. They would be expecting you to tell them that. Yeah. Whereas in, in Austria, um, people would be like, oh, she's just like a, a student. Why is, she, why is she emphasizing that? I mean, like, <laughs> why is she bragging? Okay, I see. I see how, how okay, I see the difference here. That's interesting. Wow. Um, how do you um, how do you intend on spending the rest of your days here in the U.S.? Um, when when are you traveling? When are you? Uh... Wait, you don't have to tell me because it might even make it more <laughs> sadder. <right>? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm already sad, so it's okay. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry about that. Yeah, what's uh, what's the plan like for you? It's UV. Uh, to be honest, I don't really have that much of a plan. I just know that I have to leave the United States um, on January 16th uh, because that's when like my my visa is running out on December 16th. So oh. I can stay one more month, like 30 days. So it's actually um, January 15th because it's 30 days. You know, mm. that's what like the, that's part of the visa that you can stay um, 30 days before or after your um, stay in the United States when you do an exchange semester. Okay. Um. So, and um, my, I need to move out of NC State Housing on December 14th. Mm. So I will need to either um, find something else in Raleigh or I need to travel somewhere else. Oh. I was thinking Atlanta might be interesting. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe. It's an interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, it's, they have like a really lively um, and, and, and kind of big musical industry and arts industry film industry so that's really interesting yeah um and you can really maybe i'm not i'm not sure if i'm I'm necessarily gonna find a job there but you Mm -hmm. can still like you know go to uh musical productions theater productions just have fun there like travel yeah um also like boston would be interesting so i'm I'm not really sure but i definitely want to do some traveling um after i finish my exams yeah Um, so yeah i hope that would be an enriching and fulfilling journey (laughs) <laughs> the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Becky, it was a pleasure having you here. I truly enjoyed our conversation, and um, me too. Yeah, it's truly sad that you know you don't get to experience more of the U.S. But I'm hoping there would come another opportunity where you get to come back and maybe even settle down here in the U.S. I hope so too. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you so much.